0: Welcome to Warp Zone. I'm Tyra Smith.
1: I'm Ben Manasek. Hey. And this is a podcast about sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, and anything else taboo. Hey, boo, taboo! Yeah. Welcome, we everybody. It. Yes. Uh, apologies for the echo Yeah, it's going to probably... be bit
0: echoey. We sort of, each time, are trying to do it in a different room. Yeah. Not really planned, but that's sort of how mm-hmm. it's ended up.
1: I think um, we were sort of kicked out of our little tutor room. Uh, this is it the life of an academic. You're just like a, a wandering, yeah, a wandering soul in the University of Sydney. Uh, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. A little bit tired. Been tired for the last like three days. Perpetually tired, but mm. I'm pretty good. and looking forward to semester's getting close to starting.
1: Yes. So getting ready. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But we have some feedback yes. before we go any further. So first thing, I have a present from a. A, a listener, or well, I got a present from a did listener. Did you? Yeah, it's not really a present. It's a cauliflower from. Oh, yeah, I saw Peter the photo. King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he came. Pete came into uh, my shop and uh, presented me with a cauliflower and refused to leave with the cauliflower. So Pete's now banned from the store. <laughs> um, did you cook it? I took it home and Jodie made something with did it. Did you eat it? No. Oh.
0: No. What did she make with of- it?
1: Shepherd's pie, I think. Without the potato on top just a. oh yeah
0: well i I made a shepherd's pie and i told someone about it because they said it was vegan they said well there's no shepherd in it then is there but Uh you you don't really cook it with a shepherd anyway right because that would be the sheep herder so it would be a gross pizza i mean gross pie anyway yeah
1: yeah unless you're a cthulhu yeah you'd probably love that yeah yeah you would all of those shepherds um yeah so we got that feedback which is nice thanks pete um i think (laughs) <laughs> i still don't like it um he was so proud as well yeah. presenting this this cauliflower i
0: saw the me. photo it's like a like a, a kid at like a uh, show-and-tell yeah, yeah look what i found <laughs> daddy look look i made it <laughs>
1: uh it was adorable um and did, um yeah.
0: is, you want to keep going with that no 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 i see the story
1: that's that's pretty Has he much brought it. you
0: any other presents
1: no I will don't... he
0: bring you a cthulhu Will Cthulhu be brought next week? He probably has a mini of Cthulhu. he,
1: <laughs> he does t and D, Pete, so he oh, okay. collects lots of the uh, minifigs and yep. stuff. So, um, is
0: there a Cthulhu pop one? I feel like yes. there should be. Yeah, yeah. I don't yes. like them. Their faces are too weird, though. The pops.
1: It's Cthulhu. You can't get it wrong. Well, that's it's true. Like spaghetti. <laughs> <coming> <laughs> but generally, out of your them,
0: their faces look very blank, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. They're like there's definitely deathly stared eyes, but yeah. there's some ones that like look quite cool. Those.
0: I thought you hated them.
1: Uh I like anything that has Jeff Goldman.
0: Yeah. Do you have, how many pop finals do you own? Eight, nine? Oh,
1: it's quite a lot. Nine. Is it?
0: I don't know, is it? I don't know. <laughs> You're the game trader person. No, no,
1: I I don't think that's a lot. I think there's there's some people that have like yeah like hundreds and hundreds i no. I've seen photos of people's yeah, it's crazy. Um
0: Yeah. And we've also got else? some feedback from Craig. Mm. Hey Craig. Um Craig said that he likes uh episode two and he thought he, he didn't love our song. So he did give us a recommendation of a song that sounded pretty cool uh, called Micro Cobra. But I think we're going to stick with the old, the old one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, Another World is an Amiga game. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what the, the actual um, intro and outro music is from. And Another World is you basically wake up on, an, on a distant planet. You don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to try and escape. Um, we might actually play it at some point, so yeah, maybe I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. But it's um, the ending is quite amazing about mm-hmm. what happens, it's uh, got a big twist to it, so it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so we do appreciate all feedback, even if it's recommendations, and yes, we, we take it all into account. We do, we do, yeah. So thanks, um, Craig.
1: And Carol said that she enjoyed the episode three as much as two um and she said that axolotl reminded her of craig foster's charles f- oh charles yes sorry i'm wearing my glasses i'm not not wearing my glasses so i can't read yes um there's a problem <laughs> i'm getting blinder um charles foster's book being a beast and that's a great book have you read it
0: no i have heard about it though oh i should read it yeah because he he pretends to be a Badger, is that right? Yes. That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, and he decides. And then he says that otters, uh, there's no, like, spirit to them at all. They're just mechanical. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. But badgers are really spiritual?
1: Well, no. No, they've got a spirit. They've got, like, a, an essence to themselves. so but otters don't? No, no, they're just mechanical. They're just, like, oh, on-off really? switches of creating this.
0: So you know, some animals have it and others don't. Mm, that's right. Yeah, so you. could <laughs> How does he, it he say is, this, is it kind of arbitrary?
1: Well, he goes to the forest and bees. What he feels like. Well, no, he bees the badger and he bees the otter.
0: Right. So he, yeah. Interesting. Crazy dude. I feel bad if I was the otter. Like, that's a bit mean. Oh, yeah. I would want to also have spirit in me as an otter.
1: True, but there's some, there are some animals that you can see a little bit more. I guess. Have you seen an otter? Driven. They
0: are so cute. Yeah, they they're are. Little, their little backs little hands, yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: but they're just like constantly engaging with creating um, dams.
0: Otters don't create dams. You can think of beavers. Do they? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, because otters are like the sleek, like kind of like rodent-looking ones that swim yeah. in the water line, their back, and hold hands when they're sleeping, which is super cute. I don't and know. then, um, uh, what did I just say? Beaver. Beaver's are the ones that build the dams with the oh, wood the and then with their teeth. Though.
1: Maybe it's a beaver he says that. <laughs> well, anyway. anyway. No, no, no. Kara's comment says
0: otter. Yeah, I yeah. You just mix the animals up in your head.
1: I don't know. Whichever one yeah. it is.
0: But That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good it book.
1: It's a very good book, which mm-hmm. I have read, but a number of years ago. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is all for feedback. Yay. So thank you for that.
0: Uh, oh, but also shout out to Tom who listens to every episode. Yes. <laughs> Without yeah. fail. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And that's O'Malley, yeah?
0: Yeah, the cat. Yeah. He's my best fan. Mm.
1: And Tom's pretty cool too. Yes. Yes. Uh, aside from that, what else has been going on?
0: Much I had like a weirdly busy weekend because we had the Tetris stuff, so I've been playing mm. Tetris all week, right? Game yes. prepped. Yes, I, I kind of got a bit better, yes. not a lot better, but a little bit better. No, your score was good. Yeah, we got, got the NES out, yeah. uh, we swapped the old NES for hmm. the new mini NES, like um yeah. NES and up, and I was like all set and ready to go. And basically, we drive up, we rock up on Saturday morning, and no, no go. No,
1: so Never I get, said I get a message when. I was turning onto the main section of the M5, the point of no return, basically. <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're heading that way near my house. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, and you're gonna get like you're, you're gonna get the the toll anyway. So you may as well keep driving. Yeah. So it's, there's no point to turn around. And I get a message from um, Ben from 1989, and he says, um, "Comp cancelled for today. Fire next door." And like I'm like, "What? Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, serious." Like, "Oh shit, that's terrible." So I quickly call my friend who had left home at six a.m. from Camden (laughs) um, because he wanted to be there at nine and definitely post a score. So that's Andrew Hunt. Um, So Andy, he's Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a really good Tetris player, lives locally um, close to me. Call him and he doesn't answer his phone, dude. Fucking. So I I send him a message, um, and then he sends me pictures back of the front of the 1989. What happened was you've got the tattoo parlor next door and someone- Called
0: LDF, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Um, so someone threw two fire bomb things mm-hmm. and one almost hit 1989. So sort of hit near the, the glass, the front window. And the second one went into the um, the tattoo place. So it was clear that it was, it was meant for the tattoo place, yeah. I think. Um, and because of that, the police needed to cordon off the area and there was police tape in front of 999.
0: Yep. and there's also yeah. a little bit of smashed glass and the ball looked like it had a bit of a crack in it, right? Like a little bit. Oh, no, it wasn't
1: great. It was just the smoke. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was okay. Yep. Um, but the good news is 1989 is fine. So that's, yep. that's And they're good. back
0: open today, Tuesday, yes. 5 p.m. So if you yeah. did want to go, it's still open.
1: It is still open, yes. And we're going to go there in a couple of hours, which is really good. Um, but, yeah, it was really concerning. So we're staying at the front. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. I spoke to Chris, one of the organizers of
0: Yeah, we basically just constantly. sort of loitered around looking kind of weirdly yeah. suspicious for like yeah, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. The cops kept looking at me like, what are these guys doing? Yeah, <laughs> that
1: happens to me often. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was a couple of people there that said, well, one guy was from Cairns. Yeah. Um, a couple of people from Melbourne, and they're saying, oh, you know, we really want to do something. Uh, what are we going to do? So I spoke to Chris and said, oh, I could get the Nezzas up at my store. We're open until 9 if people want to register a score, if Ben can open up before Sunday. Turns out that Ben said, no, they cannot open before uh, Monday. Mm -hmm. So the Tetris comp was going to be put on hold. Um, So in a very last-minute rush approach, um, I said, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I can do a a comp in the store. Um, It'll start in three hours' time. And I quickly called up Joe, um, my manager, and she was uh, uh, like, okay, get the TVs out the back, get the Nezzes. We need to, you know, run a competition in store. She's like, on a Saturday. I'm like, yeah, on a Saturday. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was stressful for the staff. It was stressful for everyone. But um, we had about uh, well, it was a seated competition, so there was twenty twenty registrations yeah. of of scores so 20, yeah it went it really up. well
0: like a mm. lot of people came so i think out of the people we met at front of 89 so let's think well um maybe like six people came from just from that and then other people came as well Oh, and, that, and
1: there was the other people that also registered for the tournament so those uh, other people that were there yeah were also they were following the facebook yeah yeah, and yeah. Stuff, so but they weren't standing it was a great photos. show like i didn't think
0: yeah. the people that we met who had already like schlepped all the way there were then going to schlep to MacArthur but heaps of people wanted to come everyone was keen for some Tetris
1: yes they all wanted to do some sort of competition so I ended up giving away a mini NAS for it which was great Um, and I saw some amazing Tetris played by some people Um, in uh, so the final or maybe the semi-final or should I talk about how uh, we went how did you go?
0: Not very good I think I got knocked out by Neil
1: yeah. pretty early
0: on. Um, it feels like you feel good on your own when you can play at home and you can have one go straight after the other. But mm-hmm. when you're sort of waiting in turn to have a go, it's sort of like it's that or nothing and yeah, I didn't go yeah. very well. But you went pretty well.
1: I went okay, yeah. Um, my goal for the actual competition on the day was to get um, end up in the final eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I went better than that. So I finished seventh out of the scoring Yeah. and then I made it through to the first round of eliminations. And then I got knocked out by the winner, um, yeah. which was quite funny. So I, I, I was quite happy of how I went. Um, the semi-final, so fourth and fifth, Andrew Hunt, Andy. Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, played really, really well, um, but he was knocked off by Rob, um, who's the guy from Cairns, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Gronbeck. Um, but in the final, uh, Alex Ong, who and Alex was the winner last yeah. year. He met me. In the knockout rounds and knocked me out this time as well. Mm-hmm. So last year it was he and I that were the first and second. Um, and he knocked me out. And <laughs> when we saw the scores coming through, I sort of looked at him and went, Oh, you know who you're gonna first, don't you? And he's <laughs> like, Oh, who are oh, you again? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but Alex isn't a phenomenal player, he's yeah. amazing. Um, Alana came second, Alana Deb, um, and Alana. So, Alex plays Tetris similar to how Joseph plays Tetris, um, the, mm-hmm. the world record oh, holder, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's very slamming down and organised, methodical, whereas Alana doesn't slam down her pieces a lot of the time. It's, it's almost like she float plays, mm-hmm. like it's it's... Quite amazing to she's, watch. Yeah, Atlanta she's a really play. good player. Yeah, um, but in the competition, she. Um,
0: she was interesting though because when they were practicing, I felt like she was doing better. She was doing yeah, better.
1: Yeah, she plays flow state. I think that's the, the thing. Mm. Like she gets into this mode of playing, and mm, you should um, interview her. Just gets in the zone. Yes, hopefully <laughs> I, I will. Um, but we got talking to her. She's um, yeah, really nice. Alex really yeah. nice. Everyone's really cool. Yeah, it's a nice that. group of people. Mm. Um,
0: it was really really good. I didn't save the whole thing because no. it was like it was a long day. Like yeah. from getting up early and i just wanted to go home and kind of do some chores and mm. get back into the swing of it but it was really cool yeah it, I think was, it was really cool. nice because everyone was sort of feeling a little bit weird like no one knew what to do with themselves because we'd all dedicated this whole weekend for tetris yeah. related things and,
1: and lots of people traveling interstate yeah. they just wanted to do something uh so I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out i ended up broadcasting it as well me mm-hmm. being me not being happy just to do You know, the minimum I tried to do. There were some
0: technical issues though, right? Getting it all working?
1: Yeah, the sound was stressing me out, and then I had, like, sitting in the store that. You own it's hard because you hear discussions going on around you by the staff with certain customers and things, and
0: yeah, it's hard to s- I, engage. You, you know, did seem a bit frazzled, which is understandable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was quite frazzled. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, I had uh, Jody message me a couple of times, ask me what's going on yeah. and stuff, and I'm using my mobile data to actually do the broadcasting, so I couldn't actually talk on that. So it was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it, seemed,
0: it seemed like a hectic. Yeah. and then meanwhile,
1: my friend Evan was in Singapore. And he's messaging me oh, yeah, prices of. <laughs> oh, do you work out how much the of retro stuff? Yeah, was a, said, no. no, yeah, oh. it, was, it was too expensive. How so, much was it? Um, there was oh, so the Tetris card Yeah, yeah. So there's a Sega. Okay, backstory: Sega Tetris uh, on the Mega Drive. There's only twenty copies around the world. Um, it's really, really rare. We're talking about like a ten to fifteen thousand dollar game. Um, so Evan sent me a photo of some cabinets at a store in Singapore. And in it was Sega Tetris sitting there. So I'm like, oh God, like how much is this gonna be? So I messaged him asking him how much it's gonna be. Um I don't know what I would have done if he would have said like, you know, a figure that I could have afforded. How
0: much did he say?
1: Uh it's a repo. What
0: it does was that a mean? reproduction. Oh so it's not the original. No. Oh, but how much was it? Out of interest? Dunno. Oh, does it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, because I can get one
1: for $20. Right, yeah. So it doesn't matter. And I'm going to get one for $20 like a repro anyway because I can't justify spending $15,000 on a single yeah. game um, for my comp- my collection. And I really count it as being a retail-released game if there's only 20-odd copies in the world. It doesn't really count, I think, to to collect it for, like, the full set. Um, yeah, so he was messaging me that at the same time. So there's lots and lots of stuff going on. Um,
0: yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's a, let me get this straight, because so it's going to be postponed, right? So 89 is mm. going to do it later. September, yeah. Yeah, does that mean it still will be part of the competition? Or is the competition already passed? No, 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 oh, it's, it's still, still going to be
1: part of the Clash um, classic Tetris World Championship, so CTWC. Yeah. It's a sanctioned event. So it's a proper...
0: Was it someone just one? closed the window. Oh, okay. It sounded like
1: there was an otter climbing up.
0: <laughs> Actually, looking out the
1: window, there's a ladder. What oh, there, there is a ladder. Huh?
0: Oh, maybe oh, someone got... Straight. We're, we're, in, we're in the John
1: Woolley building at Sydney University, but there's another, there's all, John Woolley's really weird. It's like, it's got these little holes, like little... Al- alcoves? Yeah, yeah little courtyard things mm. all over the place. Very strange. Anyway, um, so yes, it's going to be a CTWC sanctioned event yeah. in September at 1999, which is great. So a couple of things, if you want to see the competition... Um, from the weekend, it's still up on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Ben So you can watch it there. Um, if you want to come to the competition in September, I would recommend so, um, check out 1989's Facebook page. Yeah. Um, he hasn't set a date for it, but we're going to go for a beer tonight. So I will ask him then. Um, and that's that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I also went to the Sydney vegan markets on Sunday, oh, yeah. met up with some friends.
1: Were they out of everything?
0: No, there's a big lines. It's getting really big now. So it's, they only have it once a month. So when they do okay. have it, it's pretty. It's huge. Like yeah. it's a big deal. Uh, it was nice. Just sort of wandered around, tried to buy a drink bottle. tried mm. to buy some vegan Milo. Couldn't find any. Vegan Milo. Yeah, Milo's got milk in it. Like, was saying, yeah, devastating. So so like. I love Milo. So much.
1: it tastes so delicious. Yeah, that
0: multi-like flavor. It's hard mm. to get it. So someone's been making in Adelaide. Been making vegan Milo. So I'm trying to track it down. Sort of walking around being like, do you have the vegan Milo? And they were like, no. You could
1: get vegan baby formula and then put it with, like, cocoa. You? That's basically Milo.
0: Baby formula? What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: like that milky... Know, t- we should
0: probably have milk in it. No, but you can get
1: vegan one. Vegan baby formula.
0: You don't need, what do you need baby formula for? It's, it's just... basically Milo, isn't it? No, it's cocoa, malt, and sugar.
1: Yeah, malt is... Isn't that baby formula? I don't know. What do you, you
0: mean, formula? baby formula? Would it you know. be fitting your baby? Like hops or something? Like molten hops? Like, what the hell? That
1: could explain a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, no, so it was fun. Yeah. And then just went home and cleaned the house again. Mm. Just trying to get, like, I don't know. I just feel like I can only do one or two things, and even that I'm doing it kind of mediocre. I don't know. Mm, mm. I made a stir fry. That was good. It's good. Yeah. What about you? What did you do on Sunday?
1: uh well um sunday we went to, for a bit of
0: shopping i think something we
1: did oh yeah we went to see jody's grandmother who is um so patty dench is a famous person she bronze medalist at the olympics um and she's quite fun In, to um, shooting yeah you're doing bow action, action. Yeah. no 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 uh, actual shooting, shooting. Yeah, she
0: yeah. tells us about all the time yeah
1: so we took a photo of her um uh like her cabinet with all of her medals and she's just got her bronze medal thrown in there like <laughs> with all of these other medals and stuff yeah um but yeah she's just really funny and nice to, to visit so we saw her and then we went to i don't know what did we do oh yeah i went to macarthur just shops and stuff mm. and then i came home i've been playing a little bit of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the text adventure
0: mm. it's so a video game is it
1: yeah but it's so <laughs> early RPG, so you just type in different commands like open eyes, mm-hmm. p- pick up toothbrush, um, leave room. So go south, go north. You know all these different things. Um, lots of dying in it because if you type the wrong thing, you're just dead straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's I don't know if it's a fun game, <laughs> but it's it's a game. <laughs> it's, uh, but I have an update which happened yesterday, which you don't know. Mm-hmm. The box, the missing box. You know the basketball cards. Um, from oh, yes, yeah. okay. So Have we talked um, about this in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, um, well, so there's this this missing box from Star Trek yeah. that they sent to us, and then um, uh, not
0: had- to be confused with. Star Trek, the Not Next the Generation. No,
1: this is a much slower delivery service. <laughs> yeah. and maybe Star that would solve some of their problems. Yeah, actually yeah. I think it. that someone <laughs> chose that name with a tongue-in-cheek, and going it's gonna be the slowest delivery service in. Maybe because the they're
0: trying to negotiate like different languages and different culture, like you know, like like different alien species. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's all
1: garbled Klingon <laughs> attitude you get from them <laughs> with smashed-up boxes. Um, yeah, the boxes, some of them look like a Klingon's head actually once we get them <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> Um So, yeah, um, yesterday I was on the phone to the distributor and he's like, You're not going to believe this. I'm like, What? He goes, The box is here. What, the f- what do you mean? Like, I just got off the phone to them an hour before that saying, Yeah, the box is lost. And he's like, No, no. They received the box, they held on to it for 24 hours, then they put, this is Star Trek, they put another label over my label assigned it to another delivery and sent it back to my supplier it's been sitting in my supplier's warehouse for two weeks
0: why do they do that why didn't they just scan the code and then send it to you
1: incompetence like Mm -hmm. The yeah it's not will you get the box back the box has been sent to me the box is coming tomorrow yes so until they they lose it (laughs) yeah
0: wait sorry so so let me get this straight so it was tried to get from them to you yeah yeah. Through the supplier, but yeah. they couldn't get to the from the warehouse to you. No, Is that uh, the point?
1: It got to the warehouse it got left to the warehouse yep. with the fifteen boxes, the yep. other fifteen. And then got to the delivery point in Sydney. Fourteen of the fifteen boxes were put on a truck to come to my shop.
0: Why did they leave that box? I don't know. It's so random. Yeah. It's a small box yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so it's like they loaded it all and they're like, not you. Not you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, right. you, but not yeah, you. They big
1: big boxes. <laughs> they yeah. came through fine but the small the tiny little one no no, no. was that there
0: like work. a like an issue that they thought it might have like a bomb in it nope. or something
1: no nope. no issue it's oh, not no. even the first box or the last box it's box number three out of the 15. that's so bizarre yep. did Damn. it drop
0: off like fall off the trap no, trolley as though no. like, it was the first
1: it. box to be scanned in as well
0: but i don't understand how it got not sent they
1: don't know so, so someone
0: scanned it and went away and yep. just threw it behind yep. their yep. the shoulder yeah that's
1: right <laughs> and then it was scanned and then it disappears from star trek system so then Oops. someone what, maybe
0: someone stole it
1: no well what someone's done is that they've gathered all of these boxes together slapped on another delivery mode on top of the delivery um you know sticker that that mm. icon do and then send it back to icon then icons just slowly going through the boxes yeah. opening them up as things come in this is this distributor they do have about $2 million worth of postage each year. So they're a big company, massive. Um, They've slowly gone through, opened this boxes, found a box of all these basketball cards going, what the fuck, Mm -hmm. who's done this? Done a search, I'm the only (laughs) business that's buying lots of these cards because of one dude who wants them in Campbelltown. And then, yeah, they've notified Christian, guy who works there. And then Christians then called, started going, what the hell? Why has this happened? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to chase it up. It's fine. We're getting our stuff, Yay. which is great. That'd yeah, that'd be great for old mate. Yeah, yeah. He comes to the love store it. every
0: day, right? Big mate, like, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> he's, where's my car? He's been in like three times. Yeah. I, tried to, I
1: tried to call him last night, like on my personal mobile, because I'm like, oh, no, he's really going to want to know, so uh, yeah. you know, I tried to call him, but he didn't answer. But yeah, he's...
0: Can you, you have to give us an update happy. on how happy he is that he's finally I, getting his basketball? Maybe I
1: will give a weekly update as to how many boxes <laughs> of cards he's going to buy every yeah. week. But he's he's. But this some.
0: was important because this was like the last installment of. The there is cards. no, yeah. yeah this so these is are special.
1: This is NFR. Now, what that means is because the drafts are happening in the US at the moment. Yes. Some of these cards have got players with teams on them that they're never no going to be going to be part of.
0: Mm-hmm. so they're it's be a limited edition
1: they're very limited yeah so yeah. and it's the end of the season so it's yeah. prime time to get them
0: yeah well that's good news
1: it's very good news um so that's it for oh i've been playing tetris been playing tetris Which effect, tetris?
0: tetris? Effect. Yeah. and
1: well i've been playing normal tetris but tetris effect and peter one of the cats yes has taken upon himself not only to smash items from my household um
0: what a been, guy what a character yeah
1: um he Wants to attack things on the screen, so he thinks that Tetris effect is now a game for him. And he Aww. keeps jumping up onto the TV and you should film
0: him. it. Can you film it and show me? Yeah, okay, so cute. Yeah,
1: it's not cute, it's he's a little gonna, bit cute. He's gonna destroy my TV,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: that's it. Oh, yeah, it's semester, you getting ready.
1: I am, I am. Um, I've got four out of my lectures prepared, for yeah. So you're
0: tutoring one for. For ANU and then lecturing for Newcastle, is that uh, right? ACU, or the other yeah. way around? ACU, so ACU. Australian
1: Catholic up. University, yeah. So I'm doing What Christians Believe there. Um, what do
0: they believe? Lots. <laughs> <laughs> such a broad, <laughs> such a weird title. <laughs> for Yeah, a unit.
1: it is. Um, it's basically um, Intro to Christianity, basically. So they've got the history component. Why do they call it
0: that? <laughs> I don't know. You is know, it meant to be, like, You know what university
1: is like, yeah. This is, but it's mm-hmm. a huge registration. There's um, nine tutorials. Wow, there's a lot just yeah. at Strathfield. Yeah, um, and then there's more at every other campus because they run out at all of the campuses. Wow! So and it's not a compulsory student.
0: Uh, so you're tutoring for that one? Yeah. How yeah. many you got? How many Three pass. That's great.
1: All back to back. Yeah. So on what day?
0: Monday. Monday. So I'm doing that on Monday. Tuesday. Well, we can make it up in Stratfield again because I'll be in Stratfield on Monday. Go hmm. Have a coffee or something.
1: There's a fur place.
0: There's so many fur places, mate. Yeah. There's so many Um, Korean barbecue places. Yeah, for days, people come in and be like, "Oh, do what do you recommend to eat?" I'm like, "Mate, I'm vegan. I can't eat anything (laughs) within like a ten kilometer radius." But I can. But you definitely can. You could eat the. I I can't.
1: The. I get like
0: anxiety if I don't bring my own lunch because basically if I don't, like, I have to go get. I have to go to Woolies and like like cook it there, Mm. (laughs) like from scratch. Maybe
1: Pete can like solve this. He can bring a cauliflower. Mm. i can bring that you can yeah you need bar- to bring me food barbecue and... that whilst yeah. yeah um don't do that so <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's on mondays and mm-hmm. then tuesdays i'll be here at mm-hmm. sydney and i'm going to be doing the sacred feasts at yeah. the we end count. of the semester yeah so that's a is uh, that any face-to-face yeah yeah oh. there's going to be a couple of days for cool. face-to-face the rest of it's online uh and then on Wednesdays I drive up to Newcastle and That's where be... you're teaching
0: philosophy two or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, it's a third year um religion philosophy yep. unit. You know? Um it's religious thought and something else it's called.
0: Cool. I'll... And that's where you yeah, you're lecturing and shooting?
1: Lecturing, it's it's just lecture there now. Oh, so it's like a seminar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. idea is that you lecture for the majority and then for the last half an hour you do your, your tut presentation. Yep. But then there's also an online component. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where the tutorial space is now online right um, yeah. so i have to do engagements online and stuff which suits me that's, yeah that's fine um suits the students as well they seem to like it yeah that's cool so yeah that's cool um what are you doing
0: i'm doing teaching 1005 again i'm tutoring mm. Which is one which is um oh my God, no atheism yeah. fundamentalism and new religions mm. which is also a little bit of a mouthful um, but I, that's going to be good. I've done it before, so it shouldn't mean, need as much prep. Yeah. Um, and you then do I'm also, a
1: really good um, activity as part of that.
0: Yeah, because, uh, I like to do some fun things. Yeah, um, you
1: present your own cult. Yeah, so I
0: bring all, like, paper. It's a few things I do. Some of the things I do is I collect weird religious, like, kitsch. Like things that've been given to me, mm-hmm. so I've been, g- g- you know, like pamphlets that some crazy person gives you on the street. Like I hang on to them all, or magnets. Mm-hmm. There's like a, it's called like e magnetism. It's like evangelical ev- evangelical magnet propaganda that gets put around in the west. I yep. love it. It's done by this couple that basically stick magnets, and it'll be really weird things like, don't be a sinner, <laughs> come to God. Like, and that's sort of be written in like chat speak, and they just slap the magnets on like telegraph poles. So I collect them all, and I have maybe about like 13, 14, I stick on my fridge. So it's pretty fun. So I love this sort of stuff. Like, the, pretty much the weirder it is, the better. And I'll give this some of this stuff to my students. They have to work out like, who They are like where what they, kind of what their background is, like why, uh, what they believe, what mm-hmm. kind of re- like religious ideas they hold, and then some of the other things I do is do a thing where you have to create like three religions you know, how you have, like two truths and a lie. Yes, so you basically have to come up with two find two religions online and then make up one, and with the whole group have to decide which one's false and which mm-hmm. one's true, which is kind of fun. But I'm gonna think, i think thinking of some other exercises to do. There's a pretty quirky, like, uh, Wazi society like fake society i found in i think i've you about in america they've created buildings and it's meant to be like a religious yeah. kind of institute uh, so i'm going to uh present that and say that it, and pretty much ask students about it and then say it towards the end that it's like an arts artist piece mm. so it's like got all these different languages and signs that, that they only prefer certain st- structures of the building and has to be orientated facing a certain way and it's all this really like quirky stuff so mm. I've got some good ideas of what I want to do. So that'll be fun. And then I'm also going to be tutoring in economics. So watch out, world. Yeah. Yeah, which is unusual for me. Uh, But basically, it's communication of economics. So I might not know a lot about economics, but I know a fair bit about communicating. So I think it'll be fine. It's about eight hours a day. Eight hours a day? Eight hours a week. (laughs) Yeah, eight hours a week, sorry. Shit, really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't you hear me when I came back and just told you about it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be full eight hours. I thought it was just you know, three or four. But wow, that's yeah, that's so it's a quite a big load. Because wow. I told you we
0: have to meet with the students yeah. like three times. There's like three editions of each assessment. It's like pretty big wow. load. So uh, that's good. It's good for the experience. Like mm-hmm. I can't put much in my resume at the moment. At least I can put tutoring and economics. You're gonna be so. an
1: economist.
0: Economist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No one asked me question. Luckily, the guy was really nice. He was like, you yeah. don't know a lot about it. I'm like, I don't know anything about Who's it. Who's your
1: favorite economist?
0: adam smith no yes. <laughs> just what i know no, no yeah. i don't really have a favorite economic economic maybe ask Economist. me a few weeks yes. once okay. i've done a bit of content um i asked him if he recommended any books and he, he said don't worry about it so
1: financial review <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i know so i'll keep <laughs> um, you guys updated on that but it's no, exciting good. i think that's good yeah. yeah you knew how stressed i was trying to find some extra sure work so mm. i'm just glad that i've got some more mm.
1: yes this is the world we live in it's not only um Publish or perish, but it's also experience
0: counts. Yeah. Really counts. Um,
1: so the more you can yeah. get, the better.
0: Don't stress. You just need to focus on doing your PhD publishing it as a book but don't forget to publish journal articles and don't forget to teach but make sure you teach at different institutions and yes. make sure you teach in a wide range of things and don't forget to go to conferences but not too many conferences yeah. because and you don't be want to inter- waste your time disciplinary
1: well. yeah be interdisciplinary
0: you know? but also be an expert on yes. a certain thing
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's so funny broad as to what the i would like to
0: write a book like. of just about of all the different things people have told me is like the most important part <laughs> of academics yeah like, there'd be like a thousand things. Everyone prioritizes something different, and you can do all of it and still not get a job. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're trying to have positive attitudes because. Yeah. It like the may funniest as well. one I heard was yeah.
1: it, just become friends with someone old and wait till they die. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then they have to anoint you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Anyway, um, that's about it for this week, except there is a little bit of news we saw. Uh, everyone is going to be storming, storming area fifty one.
0: Yeah, how many people were registered? They
1: can't stop all of us. It's <laughs> a um, a Facebook um, event which is coming up on the twentieth of September.
0: Yeah, I think I'm, I've marked as interested on Facebook as well. I am as interested well.
1: as well. There's two of my friends that say they're going. They can't go.
0: Oh, well, actually, Robert might
1: be. <laughs> he might be. the Andy, Andy Ramsey. there's no way he's going to be there. Do you think
0: anybody's actually going to go? I hope so. I don't think so. I hope so. Do you think they will? Maybe. Oh, somebody, I saw a pet shelter in America dressing up the dogs as aliens and be like, storm our shelter instead, <laughs> which I thought was really cute. So many yeah, people are playing funny. around with the idea. Yeah, yeah and, like, I like Everyone's got an opinion or an idea.
1: 1.9 people have, 1.9 million people on Facebook have said that they're going. 1.4 million people <laughs> have said that they're interested and that's just the one page. Um, and it is hosted by the reputable page called shit posting cause I'm in shambles.
0: Oh which is a reputable source of right, content. Yeah yeah
1: or shit posting cause no right? it'd be
0: cause like cause right cause
1: it should just be C-A-U-S-E, then cause. C A U S E cause I'm in shambles.
0: Yeah oh but two um, others who else is hosting two others? You? So we've got Um, Smiley Coon and The Hidden Sound.
1: Smiley Coon and The Hidden Sound, yeah. So uh, it's amazing. Um, All of these people (laughs) want to turn up to Area 51. Um, Now, I'm a big X-Files fan. Are you an X-Files fan? I am, yeah. Yeah. We should talk about X-Files at some other point. We should. It's going to be a lot. Did you send me that
0: funny video? (laughs) Or did I send it to you about... um... No, I think you sent it to me where it's like, it was by the feed or something they did. Oh, with the, um, the Illuminati yeah. symbol. <laughs> <That's> yeah, <funny. laughs> So there's
1: a... Uh, uh, SBS is now showing X-Files every, yeah. every day, um, which is quite cool. Um, and it's serialized, and then they expire on the um, catch-up service. Mm-hmm. So it's like push to watch it all the time. Um, and the snippet they've shown is um, all the Illuminati symbols <laughs> that may appear It'll in the be
0: show. like, money, question mark. They'll yeah. like... Dun, 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 yeah. dun. <laughs> <laughs> and then um molders yeah, nose yeah, Mulder's nose is actually
1: a triangle with, with the Illuminati. <laughs> it's so
0: good yeah. we'll share it on the we can probably put a link on it on the facebook yeah,
1: it's pretty funny yeah, yeah, it only goes like so. 10 seconds yeah, yeah it's it's very funny um yeah uh, I would love to have that job, just creating Yeah, memes. but I mean,
0: everyone's probably seen the Area 51 memes, there's been heaves. And each, yeah. so many people are like, Elon Musk, I think, said he's going to donate a flamethrower for like <laughs> the first person that does it. And I think Bernie Sanders has even commented on is he? storming it. Yeah, something to do with that. Or well, they're That's saying let's storm the agreement. detention centres instead, Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is pretty pretty funny. Yeah,
1: um, I don't know what happened at Area 51. I don't know what to believe. Like, the military... Explanations afterwards seem plausible that you know there was a want to create some technology, um, and so to hide behind the facade of being just an alien thing rather than saying yeah we're going to develop the stealth bomber mm. that seems plausible. Um, it's almost like in World War II um, when radar was created, they didn't want the Germans to know. That radar was created by the british mm-hmm. so the british secret service came up with an idea of just saying that if british people eat lots of carrots they can see further further <laughs> yeah yeah so the carrot like um yeah rumor mm-hmm. was just spread from that that's and yeah that's that's the, yeah. the source of it whereas actually it was just a radar thing so maybe uh, sometimes the more simple explanations yeah. are true uh, but i would like there to be aliens there that would be cool
0: yeah that would be pretty pretty cool Mm. yeah should we talk about another kind of alien we should that's a
1: smooth transition (laughs) so the excerpt you're going to hear now uh is from a youtube video um which i was reminded by uh carol shared um on our facebook page Mm -hmm. um it is something that i've seen before it's called the adventures of little cthulhu Mm -hmm. and i hope you enjoy the intro to that It's a new day and the stars are right. Wake up, Lil' Cthulhu, it's time to play.
0: Lil' Cthulhu lives in the magic city of Relay with all his friends. Relay is usually under the big blue ocean, but when the stars are right, Relay rises and the great old ones can come to Earth and play.
1: Uh oh! Lil' Cthulhu is hungry after his long nap. What does he do?
0: He eats his followers. They love Cthulhu and want to be eaten. Their souls make this tummy happy.
1: Okay, Call of
0: Cthulhu. So cute. It is. <laughs> is there a picture book as well? If there was, I want to there buy. There is it.
1: a um, sleep tight or sleep sleep night um uh, cthulhu oh, there is so and then there's a alphabet book um with yeah. cthulhu um there's also the the worst alphabet alphabet book ever which has got like pterodactyl in there and i think cthulhu is in there as well so yeah it's, it's he's quite cute in that yeah. um i like cthulhu I like yeah. the, the, the lore sort of behind
0: him. Yeah, but I think this, I was reading this is the only, one of the only few stories that H.P. Lovecraft wrote, this is The Call of Cthulhu, where Cthulhu is actually mentioned. He's um, actually not as big in the sort of um, Lovecraftian universe as we expect, it's actually quite a minor character, which is quite interesting. Right. So a lot of the other sort of, is it the old ones or the old gods? Yes. Uh, a reference more so I thought that was quite interesting that's but interesting. it's Cthulhu it's because the other ones are really hard to describe visually mm. so like there'll be just be like a writhing mass and you're like well you can't really picture it but Cthulhu yeah. has such a um, specific anatomical kind of yeah. uh, image so that it's so memorable and I think that's why people uh, love him more maybe than the mm. other um, mm. characters in the book.
1: Yeah it's, it's quite cool so H.P. Lovecraft you did a bit of research about who this guy is yeah uh, pretty, what his
0: name is uh, pretty like not extensive research um howard phillips lovecraft so he's an american writer and they call this weird fiction more often than science fiction so weird fiction is sort of like a another classification so it's uh it's kind of that weird maybe it's kind of gothic horror tied in with sci-fi but it's often considered almost another genre on its own which is that's quite... an
1: early distinction or uh, i it?
0: think it's maybe referenced a little bit, uh, maybe in the early time, but it's only recently become a popular term again. Uh, I've, I've seen when I've been to writing conferences, people refer to it as weird fiction. I was like, what is that? So it's sort of like a term now. Hmm. Um, and he had a pretty series of unfortunate events. So basically he was born in Providence in Rhode Island. He was an only child uh, and his father died really young. Uh, he was admitted in a mental hospital and basically died very soon after. And then he went to live with his and basically got raised by his grandfather who was a really important figure to him and his mum and a few mm. aunts. And even when he was, he learned to read really young and then was really heavily uh, influenced at five years old by The, uh, the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, which is um, I think one of the longest poems by uh, Samuel Coleridge. Have you read it?
1: No.
0: Oh, it's actually a really cool poem. You should definitely check it out. It's bas- basically about this... Um, person that goes on this sea adventure with uh, other shipmates and uh, they get sort of stuck in a storm and an albatross sort of leads the way Mm. and then he decides to kill it Um, and basically then sort of the ship crew are like, oh, why'd you do that? You shouldn't have done it. But then the storm kind of stops and so they're thinking, well, maybe it was like a good thing to shoot the albatross and then they have like no uh, wind and they basically get stuck for days and days and days and it's really bad. And so it's kind of like he's... And I'm not going to go fully into it, but it's like he's um, he's been cursed, and so he wears the albatross around his neck, like like a crucifix, like that's his cross to burn, that bur- mm. uh, burden, like the uh, replaces that. And then there's a ship that comes called uh, like a haunted ship, which is one of the few, like one of the earlier ghost ship, where there's like on board is a skeleton called Death, and it's really quite scary. And the engravings are done by this artist called Gustave Dore, and they're really spooky looking. They're kind of like black and white and really like kind of haunted. And it's these images that um, HP Lovecraft read and he'd have nightmares over and over again about these figures based on these illustrations. And mm. so he was quite like a strange kind of uh, child and he called these the night gaunts and these are the sort of characters that then come out. And and you can see in this story themes of nightmares, monsters and all these sort of things. So he never finished high school either, so he didn't have much of an education. He was very strong in all the sciences. So he was obsessed with astrology and um, – no, astronomy. Astronomy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, them a bit mixed up. But yeah, obsessed with astronomy <laughs> and physics and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and this is the quote that I really liked. Um, one of his mum's friends said about Lovecraft that he was so hideous that he hid from everyone and did not walk upon the streets where people could gaze on him. So he was a pretty unusual child and and young adult, and he died really young. He died at forty, forty six of cancer, uh, and he was racist, really racist. He wrote a poem called "On the Creation of uh, Niggers," mm-hmm. which was yeah, pretty out there. Uh, what else have I got? That's pretty much it, basically. That his. Oh, he was never really—he never got paid enough to live off his art at any point. So he's sort of one of those artists that never really made much money from him, and he only wrote uh, short stories in pulp magazines, basically. So he wasn't a very well-known writer during his time. But now he's quite famous for his horror, and these characters are really, really famous. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, the adoption um, of the Lovecraftian, so that that term has become now used, um, went through um, a couple of adoptions through time. So first off, there was the D&D paper Mm -hmm. um, games, and then it changed to um, video game lore, Mm -hmm. and now it's also changed back to um, paper, TNZ, and board game um, engagement, uh, and then it influenced um, a lot of different genres. So Definitely. this, this um, you know, Lovecraftian um, examples, the reach of his work um, is very, very far. I don't mm-hmm. think that we would have things like... Um, yeah, you know, even zombies or yeah. um, uh, Resident Evil and those types. of... Well, I think of it was a really big inspiration
0: for Stephen King. and Absolutely, his horror yeah,
1: well. yeah. So um, if you like anything that is basically in the pop culture world outside of your underpant-wearing um, superheroes, you know, all of that, um, monsters or um, science fiction, this is, it can be pointed back to... Lovecraft um, influenced and that's why I, I really was looking forward to to reading or listening to um, uh, Call of Cthulhu um, I so you have a physical copy yeah oh, <laughs> I you. do I listen to it um, yep. I listen to it on a podcast Um, And it's called the 1001 Classic Short Stories. Mm -hmm. They go through every week and read about an hour's worth of a short story and then uh, pause it. So this goes over two weeks and it's 45 minutes an episode. it was read quite well, except the guy <laughs> that pronounced it said "Cthulhu." Yeah. The well, there's time. heaps
0: of different um, pronunciations. Yeah. And Even I think Lovecraft referred to like three or four different variants mm. of it when he was when he would talk about it. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, and he's a strange guy because we watched a quick like five minute interview with him on yeah. YouTube, which was really interesting. The way he talks. It's really kind of spooky. Like, he seemed like a really unusual guy. And when you look at photos of him, he looks pretty strange. He had heaps of health issues as well. He was in and out of – he was sick both mentally mm. and physically, like maybe six periods. So, he'd, he'd have this bouts of kind of madness. So, I feel like he was he struggled as a, as a kid yeah, to right. grow up.
1: Well, and this is very early days in relation to understanding the human psyche. Yeah. Um, you've still got – um, lots of people put into 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 institutions women were um defined as being hysterical or hysteric, hysteria, hysteria yeah. uh, and then um the work of, of Freud and Jung actually changes uh all of that um but this is where lovecraft is is growing up with um, so that 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 sort of mental illness um. I guess we don't really know what was going on um, because we're, we're looking back in a modern sense, but at the time, um, he just would have been marked as, as yeah, historic. no, it's true. Uh, yeah, so he, but that that interview is fascinating. You're right. He um he says about the the story that, or his own writing, that he engages in the space that used to be taken by religion. Mm. So he's filling the gap that religion, religion used to take out. Mm, yeah, because he was pretty um, – uh,
0: in his early days, he, he wrote about being quite non-religious. Like I think there was a – when he found out that Santa wasn't real, he was mm. like, oh, is that like God is then? Like he was a bit of a smart ass. <laughs> so he, I don't think he believed very devout – I don't think he believed at all in God, mm. which is interesting.
1: It is interesting, yeah. Um, he also says it's beyond human thought, so it's almost as metaphysical understanding mm. of the world and he wants to try and grasp um, – with with these ideas i liked how in that interview as well there was a questions about cinema mm. and cinema becoming more and more used and he thought that it would be cost prohibitive to actually adopt um stories like cthulhu and such to the screen mm. because they would need to be constantly and updated. it would be so horrific like the audience it it would, would be, yeah, audience yeah. Would be absolutely yeah so um We'll definitely
0: put that interview up on the podcast page as well so you can watch it because it's only like really short, but you get a kind of idea of what he's like and how he talks. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it is quite amazing. Um, What did you think of the story?
0: I liked it. I found it hard to read. I think I would have preferred to actually listen to it, because I know you listened to it yes. initially. Um, just because the language is just so, uh, like, colourful, that I found I got easily distracted, so I'd mm-hmm. be reading a line and then kind of look up and forget where I was up to. Like, yeah. it wasn't a fast page turner for me. Um, this is the first time I've ever tried to read uh, Lovecraft, even though we own a lot of the books. Like, Tom, my partner's read them quite mm-hmm. a few times, mm-hmm. but... It's the first time I'd sort of had a crack. and But what it struck me was that it actually felt like it was really modern. Like reading it felt like a modern detective story. I guess yeah. because of the way he uses sources, like it's such a pastiche of different um, interviews or records that he's found and you get that impression that, it's sort of like a modern horror or a modern murder mystery, especially in the beginning before sort of like the monsters get fully involved. That's yeah. how it sort of felt. Well, there's
1: contemporary examples. Of Sydney University is, yeah. is actually mentioned there. So there's all these, these yeah things that are, that's mentioned. Exactly. So felt, it didn't yeah. feel
0: like it felt contemporary because I've read sort of older sci-fi writers and some mm. of it's really difficult to read but in a different way. This to me didn't, wasn't difficult because it was old. It was difficult more just because of the some of the descriptive language was a bit too prose, much yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really liked it, especially towards the end when the sailor comes in. I feel like it really picks up momentum mm. and you get a lot more. And all the, like the, uh, what would you call it, like texture language about the way things feel and the like oozy yeah. and wetness. Like it's just written in a different way, I think. He's really, yeah. um, there's something special about the way he writes about hmm. just like uh, that those texture elements. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but. Um,
1: it is a text which is of its time however, so so there is references to, you know, Negroes and and he was very racist
0: outside of his writing as well, like not just like a few slips of the N-word, like he would write essays about it against um, people of colour and stuff, so he was known as a very big racist as well so that's very problematic, some people Try and just dismiss it, but you it's hard to read his work without noticing it. Mm. Pretty blatant racism. Well, when I was listening
1: to it, I sort of was like taken back, and then like it goes into like it's this this cult that um, you know, it's yeah. basically all uh Africans, um, all yeah. Africans that are living um off the coast, and then as you know, this yeah, this that are involved in these and...
0: weird ceremonies, right? Yes, trying um, to bring in Cthulhu and speak to Cthulhu, all the yeah, other worshipping
1: the old gods, um, yeah. that are. Or the old ones the yeah. old ones um, cthulhu as a being though and why it's called call of cthulhu and why i chose to mm-hmm. to link it to journey because i know a lot about journey but didn't know too much about call of cthulhu is that um you're drawn to this end so the writer it's funny how um this happens with horror stories now uh, and sci-fi but the writer is saying you know, this is a really bad situation and I shouldn't really tell anyone about it <laughs> yeah. because I discovered this book and I wish I didn't discover this book. So what yeah. I'm going to do is write this down and it sort of ends and yeah. that's it. And then you're left there going, huh, oh, okay, that's yes. I, uh, how I've discovered this. Because have you ever, it's ever it's read a- series of
0: fortune and yes. yeah Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right it's, it's,
1: yeah, it's the twist at the end and then the person's actually dying. And yeah. Then, or
0: the, and now we have so many modern horror movies that do the same, like yeah. the tape, the cursed tape that you watch yeah. and then you die and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Or you, so, you just
1: stop it and then the killer is right there. And yeah. then and you, so the, The call of Cthulhu, then, is that you're almost... uh, You didn't know about Cthulhu beforehand. Yeah. Now you know about Cthulhu, he's going to be calling, and you will get this call.
0: Definitely. And that would have been really scary, especially Mm. back then, I think, because there isn't a real sense that it's necessary fiction it's written as if it's non-fiction yes, right Yeah. with these elements and even the retelling the sailors retelling the story kind of seems quite believable so i feel yeah. like it's quite interesting like it's made to read as as fact mm-hmm. really which yeah. is kind of cool yeah
1: I, I i like it i like it. it's, it's similar to war of the worlds how that set up you know that that real world engagement but yeah. it is very as you said it is very easy to pick up because it's not um complicated prose no at all it's a I think it's purposely written as a short story, yeah, to be digested by the masses. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. He, he
0: couldn't really write longer novels. I think one of his longer pieces, like he didn't do very well with it because he couldn't break it up into smaller chunks. Like people wanted to just read his his short stories. Right. Do you want me to read an ex- excerpt? Please. This is towards the end. I mean, I guess we could. Do you want to just re- quickly go through the plot? Do you want me to go through the plot?
1: Uh, yeah, you
0: go. Yeah. Uh, if I can remember it, let oh, me see. Okay. Uh, so basically, you are from reading most of it from the perspective of. Is it the grandson? Mm. The nephew? Yes. The grandson. Grandson of. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. We should probably. Anyway, we don't need to go through the whole plot. Basically, it's a guy going through. <laughs> it's just getting so simple now. There Isn't is a you? guy. <laughs> there is a dude doing some things with some books. No, um, he basically is trying to discover, uh, about this cult, the Cthulhu cult, because mm. he finds in a box of his, I think it's his grandfather, this, um, idol of Cthulhu mm-hmm. and is trying to trace it back. And he follows through all these different accounts, um, of the story. And towards the end, it, it kind of, goes from being about accounts from the past to him actually going and speaking to a sailor, right? And mm-hmm. the last account he finds is from the sailor's wife, um, basically from the sailor, from his last days on Earth before he died, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, that, is that right? Yes. Yeah, basically. It's a great uncle. Oh, a great uncle, my yeah. mistake. Yeah, so um, it's a
1: little bit further removed, but then, um, yeah, and, and the great uncle's dead. So, yeah.
0: so he cool. finds it first dead. he gets these basically hand-me-downs and he's then trying to discover he finds this weird cult that he's never heard of and he's trying then to trace mm. uh, the story and the narrative of what happened and then it turns out as he kind of goes deeper into the mystery he becomes more consumed with and believes this is real and is real yep. and the final story is about a sailor from Norway mm-hmm. who now I don't know if I get all these ideas 100% correct but from my understanding his ship goes awry or he tries to rescue somebody else's ship that's awry. There are ships in, yeah we should have definitely prepared this more well, um, there's, a,
1: there's a Norwegian sailor, so, and, and there's a sailor:
0: But there's two ships right because there's the New Zealand ship that finds him. Ah, oh, that's, that's right, right. Yeah. yeah, so he's basically found by a New Zealand ship with just him and all his shipmates are dead, mm. right. And then in the story you read later that he's recounted, you find out that all the ship members basically went crazy, right? From yep. seeing Cthulhu and, and experiencing that. So he basically. And ending
1: up on Relay, which is yep. the. Um, it's a, a, a body of land which floats up into the. Uh, above the water and then disappears yeah that's right and it's
0: all the geometry and the way that the the description of the place is like it's no human has ever seen anything like that it's really alien kind of and this is the description i wanted to read because i find the way he describes the building is really interesting so uh johansson and his men landed at a sloping mud bank on the monstrous acropolis and clambered slipperily up over titan oozy blocks which could have been no mortal staircase The very sun of heaven seemed distorted when viewed through the polarizing miasma welling out from the sea-soaked perversion, and twisted menace and suspense lurked leeringly in those crazily elusive angles of carved and rock where a second glance showed concavity after the first showed convexity. Something very like fright had come over all the explorers before anything more definite than rock and ooze and weed were seen. Each would have fled had he not feared the scorn of the others, and it was only half heartedly that they searched, vainly, as it proved, for some portable souvenir to bear away. So, this is when yeah. they kind of find the island and they're wanting to, like, they think no one will believe them, so they want to take something back. Mm. Um, but I just love all the, it's very on a matter of pick, isn't it? Like, yes. and, and the way that. Uh, like the letters and the words, like C soaks, like all the words sound good together. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you like? Where do you think the spiritual element? So you thought you were quite drawn to it because of this idea of um, like being almost um, like drawn, not drawn, but obsessed or uh, infected by something, right? Because that's sort of what happens is that the, the um, nephew mm-hmm. reads this back about Cthulhu, gets infected by the kind of Cthulhu mythos, mythos and then is like, and, and dies basically, it's cursed, right? Yeah,
1: it, it could be looked at as a curse, but it could yep. also be looked at as um, a drawing towards an, an um, unattainable or um, unreachable goal or mm-hmm. unattainable ends. Apathetic, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I
0: guess he dies before he could really figure it all out. That's, you assume, you don't know, right? That's the mystery. We don't yeah, know but that's,
1: that's the, the whole point of um, that, that aspect of journey is not to reach the end. Mm-hmm. It is being on that path and being part of this cult, a so part of um, the, the worship of Cthulhu and being called to the Old Ones, who will call again and again and again as mm. time goes on forever, before humans are around. So it's this constant drawing towards this finality, um, which is never going to be achieved or never going to be reached. Mm.
0: I kind um, of, yeah, I get it, but it's a bit different to sort of searching for God or some attainable aspect, Than whereas I feel like in the book, I mean, he's found... It's Like quite a negative and evil presence, yeah. and it's got more maybe more negative aspect than there is a darker
1: side to this, yeah. yeah. So, and that's uh, the horror element, and I think that's why it actually goes quite well with what else we'll talk about this episode the mirroring of something possibly more positive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but you have these uh, the hero here. So, who is the hero in the journey in um, Call of Cthulhu? No one really. it's no, but there sort of is a hero, so he. The writer is—he does go by the hero's journey. If we take Campbell's mm. work, you know, he's going through this aspect of getting to an end. Because he's brave,
0: thing. right? He's facing this stuff even when.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then he's not, but he's—he also goes through descent and then he reaches like an understanding or a climax, uh, apothe- apotheosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he reaches these these levels of understanding of engagement with. Um, yeah, but you get Cthulhu the impression that it's a negative thing, right? But that he we should just close the book. Yes, yeah, yeah, but you can't. You yeah. just have to keep thinking on what is going to happen. Is mm. Cthulhu going to end? But then you discover that Cthulhu is actually quite larger than all of us. Yeah, you know, This, this um, old ones cult um, is, is always going to be around the corner.
0: Yeah, and even um, if it's buried yeah. back under the sea, they'll get you through all it's the nightmares still, and yeah, the dreams. he and, will
1: and... still call out
0: when the stars align or turn mm. again. I thought it was really cool. I, I liked it. I thought it read, the way that it was written to be so like folklore or believable like as a true story, I thought it was mm, really interesting. Mm. Um, I'd be keen to read more and see how it differs and how he looks at other kind of beings. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah. I um, it. Do we want to give it a rating? Oh yeah. Um, 10 out of 10. Um, spaghetti monsters. Spaghetti monsters. <laughs> <laughs> or um, noodly appendages. Uh, noodley, yeah, noodly <laughs> appendages.
1: Uh, all right. um Out of ten, it's hard to fault it. I mean, it's racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't really fault it for racism because of its time.
0: I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know people how to people find that. it very problematic.
1: It's it's difficult because how do you treat work that is written and it's got sexist language and such? But
0: like it was too? he was writing like very clear essays against p- people at the same time. Hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like. He just happened to be a product of his time. He's going out of his way also, I think. So was to,
1: like, absolutely right. Exactly, yeah. Okay, That's yeah.
0: the impression I like, get. Yeah. Because yeah. I agree with you. I think there's a certain amount of leeway you can give for context, mm. right? But, you know, if, if 95% of people were all saying certain terms or thinking a certain way, then there's a certain level of expected way yeah. to talk, right? Not yeah, that it's excusable, yeah. but yeah. there was, right? There was an ethos and a way to talk about people around that time mm-hmm. that is in text. But then there's another, there's the plus factor of when you're writing uh, nonfiction essays and things <laughs> against people. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it was his MO sort of thing. I yeah.
1: Think. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, on the more positive side, uh, the impact this guy has had is phenomenal. Yeah. I love popular cultures. Um, th- this side of popular culture, I'm not into the, um, you know, superhero genre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stuff, yeah. But this, um, uh, you know, board games and role playing games, video games, that's my jam. That's what I'm totally into. And this guy influenced all of those things. So I look around my home and all of the things which I have taken to love um, is, is influenced by him in, in this way. Um, so it's hard, it's, it's really difficult. So I guess I, I have to treat it just as a story, how it's written on its own mm-hmm. and um, taken out of that context. So, out of that context, 8 out of 10 noodly appendages for me. (laughs) What do you think?
0: I like the story a lot, and I do. I like the the visceral, almost the visceral colour of, like, the language he's used, but I can't really turn away from – I mean, this is a quote I just (laughs) found it on – on his early poem in 1912, On the Creation of Niggers, Lovecraft describes black people not as human, but as beasts in semi-human figure filled with vice. So that's like pretty racist. Wow. So I'm going to give that, give. that's why he's sort of ranked down. But if I could just look at the work, I hmm. think it would be like an eight, nine out of ten. But I, it's difficult. You can't really separate it completely. Yeah. Like you maybe could with other writers. I feel like it's they're pretty embedded. Um... You know so that's where i stand with it but i would definitely recommend giving it a go and giving it a read a bit reading but remembering also that there's that problematic aspect
1: mm-hmm. Yay. that's very good well uh we'll move on now uh to journey The soundtrack, um, or part of the soundtrack, um, created by Austin Wintory for Mm -hmm. that game company's video game called Journey, designed by Jenova Chen. Now, uh, I told you to play this, and then um, you said to me (laughs) last night, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it, but I haven't finished it yet. And I refused to talk about it until you finished it. Um, What do you think? But then I finished it. You did finish it.
0: So I didn't actually take that long. I think it probably only took like an hour and a half uh, to finish it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't love it within the first like 15 minutes. I didn't like it at all. I just felt it was like, what am I doing? Like there's very little... uh, instructions and I yes. love instructions in games. As I said when we were talking about papers, please, I was like, I want to do like the right thing by the game all the time. Mm. I'm a bit of a people pleaser, so if the game wants me to go left, I want to go left. Yeah, so like,
1: this is completely. Yeah, and this
0: is completely open. open. And so I was sort of just like, what am I doing? Do I move around? Like really not enjoying it mm. until I met the book like rude dragon things, whatever the hell they are. I don't oh, know what they are. right. And okay. I loved it. <laughs> basically okay. because you there was like a, another element because I felt quite alone in the game because it's not all the characters. Like so you're basically just roaming around.
1: Well, we'll pause there for a second. So let's go back a couple of steps. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I should explain what the game's like, but before we do that, that game company, Korea, has created a number of games. So it's done four games, Flow, Flower, Journey, and Sky, which is a new one. Um, flow is um, uh, you're in like um, some primordial soup and mm-hmm. you're like a
0: couple a- of these games on the game you gave me yes. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so you should play I will. um so you're in this primordial soup and you're gathering different elements into yourself mm-hmm. and growing larger um flower you're a floating petal <laughs> coming out of a flower so you're just flowing mm-hmm. um out in like this this space and then there's journey uh, and then sky is a new one Um, journey you play as a single cloaked avatar Uh, you have a scarf which um, denotes how high or low your health is there's nothing else on the screen to give you there's no HUD so there's no uh, user user interface or anything yeah there's no map
0: there's no Nothing. nothing
1: you've got two buttons in the game that's it aside from your directions you can let off one single tone and you can jump
0: that. Sometimes,
1: yeah, yeah, you can't jump all the time, but yeah, you can. That's, that's the two things you yep. can do. You need
0: to have the, I thought of them as being like runes on the back of your yeah, head. Yeah, I don't know what um,
1: Your scarf grows longer as you come closer to certain um, Characters. Pillars, pillars, yeah. But then also, if you come across another character, you can share each other's Yes. Yeah, source, but you character. can't jump
0: if you have nothing of that. That's right, you, you can't yeah. even do a little jump. But you can if you walk up to a slight platform it jumps that's right yeah yeah. and then
1: you sort of float back down and and you hit um it's got this element of feeling almost light in the game um at certain points but then very heavy at other points yeah um so it looks very sandy when you first start the game um and it just says press x to start yeah and that's it and you pressed x and then
0: you can't even pause it. That's the only other no, thing right. I noticed. I tried to pause it, and when you press options on the uh, PS4 controller, yes. you just sit down. Yeah, you just sit down. You can't really pause. Right. You have to really a- exit the Yeah, it wants off. you
1: yeah. to be totally engaged yeah. with that. Uh, you can see in the distance, the only thing that is um, there in the first level is you see in the distance there is this mountain with a light emanating from it.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, what did you so you Chose to go towards the mountain.
0: Yeah, and then one of the first characters I met was these like little book. I called them book dragons. I don't yeah. know what they were like tiny little creatures that then you could ride they look on.
1: They're like they're sort of paper based. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and they're different
0: because when you first come in, they're like they're like little little birds almost that yeah. fly around. But then they become dragons, and I really like that because then mm-hmm. you can ride on their back sometimes, yeah. and and you can kind of move around. And then I I really enjoyed it after that. I found at the beginning I was a bit a little bit hesitant, but once I sort of like. Found another character. I felt a bit more like, um, I don't know. Like they so knew you the found another character.
1: Did you see anything that looked like you?
0: No, never. Oh. Was play I st- supposed
1: to? Should PlayStation online? Your PlayStation might not be online.
0: Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't. Because I, I know you'd mentioned that know. you can meet another character and you yeah. do your little noises to each yeah, other. Yeah. So what happens
1: happened to is if you are in the game and you're playing online as someone else is playing online at the same time that other avatar will pop up on your screen so you'll be joined together connected into a game you can't talk to each other at all like yeah. through voice chat you can't even see what that other person's name is yeah you can only let off that tone that single tone and they can do the same yeah to no, you no that never happened to me
0: it might have really changed how i experienced the game cuz mm. i did feel like it would have i was pretty like isolated in the game basically yes. just wandering around so what i did really really like about it is I loved the movement, like move, mm. flying down and jumping high, really high and stuff. So like I sliding? Like, yeah, like I like to slide moves, and, yeah. and there's a couple of levels where you're literally just like sliding downwards and you can't really move, you can only move left to right, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, so I really like that aspect, it was quite playful in the game. That's in and, the descent level. Yeah. So
1: there's um, beginning, bridge, descent, uh, desert, mm-hmm. and then descent, which is the big slide down. Yeah. And then you go into the tunnels. Yeah. And so then you get this crash.
0: That right? scared me so much. It changes yeah. the game so much because it it's very soft and you're like, la, 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 roaming around. And then when the, dra- the big monster big, robot, yeah, robot dragon... Yeah, and it's thing,
1: thing. destroying things around yeah, you. Terrifying. Just, yeah, terrifying. When it
0: first came out and erupted and made the noise, I was so surprised. And mm. that they could hurt you. I didn't think anything in the game could hurt yep. you. So I was kind of really shocked. The game really changed. The tone of the game yeah. changes. And then you
1: have to sort of hide yeah. in the shadows in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So this is... Um, uh, Campbell's narrative uh, of the hero was taken by Jenova Chan. And Genova's, uh he actually holds a master's um, mm-hmm. and has written about uh, flow effect and yeah. um, the hero journey in video games. And he took those elements and applied it to Journey purposefully. And he's purposefully designed it this way. So that descent, that fall that a hero has before they come out and become the hero. Um, he, he's represented mm-hmm. in that way. And you feel so small in that cave. Yeah. Um, and everything can harm you. Yeah. Then you get out of the t- tunnels. You go to the temple. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mountain.
0: That was painful. I did not like climbing up yeah. the mountain with the wind and, like, and the, the snow. And, snow and, I th- yeah. and the, you're cold.
1: And you're just cold. Yeah, you're cold. <laughs> so you're cold. So yeah. that's amazing. Like, you're not... Like, we're talking about a game here where we're not... There's no element of yeah. understanding that you could be cold in the game, but it feels cold because you have this wind blowing you back
0: all the time constantly,
1: now. and you want to try and get up there, and you think, oh, okay, maybe I don't have to get up there, so you try and go back a bit, but you can't. Yeah. Um, so you just have to keep going. It's like a trudge, uh, further and further, up the hill. and then you collapse. Yeah. Into the snow. Uh, which was
0: which was predetermined, right? Because as you're going along, you keep and you meditate, you see all the uh, like. um story because it's like the white person yeah it comes down and tells you stories at each point where you sit and meditate and they retell the story Mm -hmm. and you do see at one point of the story that you're on the ground like prostrate almost yeah and that's what happens you end up falling
1: yeah yeah and with that fall though you then wake up and there is this apotheosis there is this um becoming of who you should be which is a gloriously white coated um figure yeah, because and you become floating. Black is bad, and white is good. Uh, I thought that was funny—the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the way that the like the
0: people clad and in white—and then and yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: So the the well, it's a lack of whiteness. It's, yeah. it's the lack of those yeah. those symbols on you, because um, you still have that that red cloak underneath the red, yeah, brownish red. Um, so then you uh, you are on the, the summit. So what did you think about the floating the scene the, when you're flying?
0: Yeah, I liked it. My favorite was actually though the, I think the temple, is that the one where each level rises up, like with gold liquid, oh, and then you've the, got to go to the next one and it rises up again. I don't know what that is, like the big pillar. Yeah, the, the temple. Yeah, yeah I really it, enjoyed that. It's
1: water almost. Like yeah. it's this liquid that you're floating in. Yeah, on I thing. like that a lot. Mm. I
0: liked it when you could just jump around without any um, worried about your little runes running out. Mm. I like being able to do that. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I. what did you ask me? <laughs>
1: Did you like the summit when you're actually flying up? Yeah, that was, was fun as like, well. Yeah, it was really and like, like and when the big when the big
0: um, like petal flowers came out and yeah. the giant like the good dragons came out, that yeah. was really cool. And it's
1: almost dancing towards, but everything's moving towards that summit. Yeah. That light. Definitely. So you're constantly being drawn there.
0: But I, I did find the trudging levels pretty dull. Like I know that's the mm. point, but like just as like
1: being blown back with Yeah, that, that, the snow that levels. Snows, yeah. yeah. Um what happens to you at the end? When you're, when you're going towards that summit?
0: You disappear, right, into the horizon. You're slowly fading in and well, so into the is, white light.
1: So this is a perspective thing that it's not... Uh, Genova said a couple of different things about mm-hmm. it. Um, so there is my own interpretation. But yeah, it's just that... So you, what happens when you go to that white light?
0: Well, you, you, f- you watch the character go further into the distance and fade mm. away. And then the credits come up. Yeah. And you start from the beginning, right? And that's...
1: Well, you watch, the, you watch the credits, yeah. I think so, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens? Um, it zooms out, and you see the mountain, and then there's a white light that comes. Oh, you're from... shooting
0: star. You're the shooting star from the you beginning, are. right? Yeah, that's you. Yeah. 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 So, you get shot out. Yeah. I
1: yeah. You get shot out of the mountain. Yeah. And then you end up at the back of the the start of the game because yeah. the, the star goes through all of the levels that you've seen backwards yeah and then you start again at the beginning so then you are there as a guide to other people to actually complete that journey
0: yeah but do you and remember when you're walking along and there's a shooting star as well when mm-hmm. you first start playing that yeah. comes and hits a building right near you yeah is that you as well
1: that's what possibly you or it's someone else uh-huh, okay yeah. so it's it's like an online game with other people
0: but, but. but I didn't have anyone else oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but that doesn't really matter because for you then the journey is this perpetual state of yeah. engagement so you can pick it up again and yeah. do that same journey perspective yeah uh, is it the
0: same for everyone like similar like the same level order and everything like that's the same yes
1: but now that you've done the game you can actually go through and choose your own path. Yeah. And you can, um, you should get your PlayStation online and you'll be able to actually play with other people. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. Um,
1: and then you can share that source. So when you're mm. next to each other, you're actually feeding off that same, same you know, white, yeah, uh, power. light power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love the game. Uh, and it's the soundtrack, particularly, it's been on my study playlist for, uh, well, since it came out. Um when did it come out? Two thousand and twelve. Oh wow! It got Game of the Year in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. And it was the first time that a Grammy was awarded for a soundtrack for a video game in twenty thirteen. That's awesome. Um, it's won two hundred something Game of the Year awards. Wow. So it's massive success, huge, mm. huge success. Um, the soundtrack I think is is phenomenal. Austin yeah. Williams' soundtrack it's it's second to none. With video I really Emmy. liked it. Yeah. 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 I very much like it. I'm glad you liked it. I liked,
0: yeah, the, the physical elements. When you said that you felt really heavy, I hadn't even thought about that, but you do. You, there's periods where you feel lighter, and, mm-hmm. and when you're in those dark areas, you can't your little no, no, uh, noise note really diminishes as well. Mm-hmm. You can't speak yeah. very loudly and all that sort of stuff. And What I like, too, is that there's not even really the impression that you've made everything better, right? There's not like you're destroying the dragons. You can never kill them. No. You don't, like, sing them away. Like, they're still there. So I like that it's not, like, an obvious, like, you're the hero you slay the monsters and you make the city right again because you get the impression in the beginning you're kind of there to be the hero and make the city and the town better because you get the impression that it was beautiful once and then these like metallic this is what i understood dragon mm-hmm. things came and and ruined and everything. you're letting
1: off the the tones and it rescues like the um like the, the, yeah, ribbons, exactly. the, the ribbons that that's what back.
0: i thought that your yep. whole purpose was to re-ribbon the world or whatever mm. and bring back the old well, but you don't really do that. You do a yeah. little bit of that, but the when you're in the snow they freeze back again. Like it's yes. like the feeling that you haven't really made that much difference. I don't mm-hmm. know whether you got that impression yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: too. It, it's totally about you and yeah. your, your personal Exactly. You don't actually
0: fix it. the whole world. Which that's I kind of thought right. was quite refreshing because in mm-hmm. those kind of games you expect it to be like, I am hero, I fix world. And yeah. that's what they didn't have much of that in there. There wasn't a much guided or moral guide of how to do it. It was mm. sort of like, yeah, I like that aspect. And it wasn't so, very hard. You don't die all the time either. Like no, You don't die at all, right? No. Not properly. So, yeah, you just lose nice. your little ribbons when you get eaten by the dragon, which is yeah. terrifying, by the way, when they're coming with their little radar light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really scary. And the noises they make.
1: Yeah, the screeching and the yeah. screaming and then the crashing behind you sometimes. Yeah. So. and once they
0: spot you in that light, it's game over. You get, like, yeah. blown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's amazing. Um, we did a uh, Let's Play of it um last year the year before for the department Mm. um which was i don't think i was there no i think
0: must have been away because i don't remember it actually coming i remember the posters yeah the posters were amazing (laughs)
1: yeah um yeah I, i played it with a group of people and uh it's funny, a lot of people are like, wow, this is amazing. And then some people are like, yeah, what is it? Like just didn't yeah. get it at I think all you've all got
0: to over. persevere. I think if you just played it for maybe five minutes, you'd get frustrated. You really need to play I think it's actually yeah. good to play it the whole way through yeah. in one sitting.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you played it all yeah. way through because you can't really, you, you would not get the experience if you stopped somewhere, you know, at the descent or something yeah. like that or the tunnels. Um, but yeah, I, I, I very much like it. I'm very much um, excited about playing Sky. It's been announced that that's going to be on um, Android devices now. Oh, it's, cool! It's been on. I thought you I, said it was
0: just on iOS. Oh, it's just what you. There's a waiting about? list now oh, nice. for.
1: Um, yeah, so for, for Android, I've got it on iOS. I've it, but I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it it's an amazing amazing game. Um, yeah,
0: should we give it a rating? What should we should give it 10 out of 10. What are those things, like runes or language or what is that? Like I was going to say flowing cloaks. But flying cloaks. Let's do that. Flowing, easier. flowing cloaks. So flowing cloaks. Yeah. What do you want to give it?
1: Uh, well, you go first.
0: Okay. okay. I'm going to give it, because it is a little bit like slowed away and I didn't like that there wasn't always a duration. Cause I like playing things hmm. quite like literally and like that's the way it's supposed to be. So I'm going to give it seven and a half cloaks out of 10. Seven
1: and a half. Okay. Um Can't fault it. (laughs) I Um, know you love the game. Yeah, I love the game. So it's it's really difficult for me. Um, I have might share a picture on our Facebook group thingy. Um, I have a picture in my house of um, an icon of Moses who's in the mountain. You know, he's wanting to talk to God. Moses journeys up to the mountain and he asks God, you know, can I see your face? And God's like, no, 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 you can't see my face. Moses is like, oh, come on, man. Are like, like no. Being through, <laughs> being <laughs> through the face. desert, you know, I've left my wife, i <laughs> yeah. got my people back, and now we left the, you know, we, we've escaped Pharaoh, we did all these things, all I want to do is see your face. And um, God says, uh, hide behind the rock and you can see my back past. And Moses then um, is able to experience God but still cannot get there and still can't get to that end. Um, I made a similar picture of journey um, of the character looking up to the mountain on a wood plaque and I actually gave it to my supervisor from Newcastle mm-hmm. as a gift um, That's nice. that element so that element of um, like apophatic journey I think cannot be experienced in a video game as perfect as this can so because of that um, it's ten yeah uh, uh, ten for me um, and It it changed the way that I looked at video games. I knew video games, you could feel something for them, Mm -hmm. but I always thought that it would be feeling in the element of like you see a movie, whereas this is a participatory feeling. Um, And I don't think that any game actually does that raw human feeling, which Genova Chen talks about. He wants to give the feeling of a raw emotion between two people away from the world of world of warcraft he was yeah, he was playing before you know and it's yeah, very yeah. text-based and you know you go here and do this and mathematically based yeah this, that's right whereas this is more because of the, the lack of um engagement with people it's a raw emotion and it is so well represented yeah uh, and because of that it's 10 out of 10 for me definitely mm.
0: awesome. i love it all right yeah, so next week we're gonna be looking at a short story by Harlan Ellison called Boy and His Dog, which is also made into a very entertaining film mm-hmm. of the same name. Which is um, yep, that's what we're gonna be looking at. And we'll also check in on what's been what we've been up to.
1: What we've been doing we'll, we'll been be doing. midway through the first week of the first semester.
0: Just um, start next week yeah okay oh god okay (laughs) i didn't realize it was so soon okay pray for me yeah
1: yeah thoughts and prayers um but yeah until next time uh you can get in contact with us via what facebook
0: facebook we've got the facebook group we have our own facebooks we've got twitter you know basically if you yeah. want to contact us you can
1: yeah that's all on the channel yeah. but we can.
0: appreciate everybody listening to it, especially our friends and families and yes. everybody else but you know that's very nice and you yeah. know we've got some really good support from from those people we really appreciate it it's lovely and then
1: there's lots of unknown people that like yeah are listening welcome to it. I, <laughs> I don't know who these people are. Me either. So, yeah, but we you... we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. So leave us, I don't know, a review on one of the things. Yeah. I don't know how we can see those. We'll we'll find them. It's okay.
0: Yeah, but we'd love to hear from you because yeah. otherwise it seems like we're just talking to like our three friends and family, mm. but the listeners are saying that people, uh, other people are listening to well, Half
1: of our listener base is Australia. The other half is from around the world. I don't know anyone from around the world.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you want to just send us a message or write anything, like, yeah. I mean, you, even if it's just like talk close to the microphone, like, that's the sort of feedback yes, we yeah. could really
1: use. Or if you disagree with one of our ratings. Yeah. Um, or if
0: you've got any recommendations of things you'd like us to look at and mm. review, that would be really cool.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It'd be great to hear from you. Uh, but, yeah, until next time, we shall close on a larger part of uh, Austin Mentori's, um soundtrack to The Beautiful Journey.
0: Yay. Bye.
1: Bye. Stop.